One, two, three. All right, mic test. Um, what were you just, what have you been singing all morning long? Um, No Diggity. Do you know who No Diggity is sung by? Yes. Who? Um, Yo Kappa. What? Uh, that's the version I listen to. <laughs> Who is Yo, Yo Kappa? Yeah, yeah. You no, said I that wanna... with such confidence. <laughs> I don't you know. Did question, did question mark give it away? No, I've never Yo heard. Yo Kappa? Maybe. But you said, when I asked you who There's sang it. There's a version with Dr. Dre, but he didn't, he wasn't on the original, right? Um, Dr. Dre is featured on the original, but. Is he? He's the... featured, featuring, but the song is well, not. I must have some sort of like remix I've been listening to. You want to hear a bit? You want to hear a few bars? Yeah, let me hear a few bars of uh <clears throat> But then I just I can't believe that you don't actually know who sings the song. I don't who sings it? Black Street. Yeah, no, that's what I said. That's Black not what Street. you said. You said Yo Kappa. I so, <laughs> I don't know who like... Yo Kappa is, but they just got a huge shout out. <laughs> <laughs> For a I song. I feel like that's something you write. I feel like that's something you hear at like a historically black university. People are like, "Yo Kappa?" cuz like <laughs> Kappas are, uh, I mean, whatever. I can tell you've been writing for a Viacom presentation. (laughs) Okay, so, yes. So, I do, I have this, I have this hosting gig. And so, I'm writing jokes and they're, like, bad corporate jokes. But it's fine. They're gonna, they're gonna crush. No, you definitely referenced Martha in accounting. (laughs) I mean, when you. Stuart, Stuart in accounting, (laughs) Sorry, Stuart in accounting. When you can put a generic ass name with a generic ass department, you're definitely at a corporate event. <laughs> Bob from HR. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Where you at, Bob? Don't be shy. <laughs> Let me get some air horns up in here. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know what? Before we go any further, I feel like we just need to put it out there that we are taking it old school with a classic couch chat. Mm-hmm. Just us on the couch with microphones, the old mm-hmm. school Tascam mm-hmm. recorder. Yep, um, yep. Uh, we've we've been switching it up a lot lately. We've had a lot of guests. Oh yeah, yeah. We have. Um, we've had a lot of mixed reviews about had, about our guest, not about our guests, but about having guests. Period. Just about having guests. Period. And people are getting in their little fifis, and so <laughs> we want to make sure that we take it back a little bit. Also, um, our producers have been traveling. We've been traveling, so um, it's been hard to get in the into the official stud. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is what we got. Yeah, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick, and this is last name basis, and we are actually on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give us a few bars of no diggity. Let me warm up the pipes. sure yeah okay let's hear those pipes those pipes are rusty you need a snake you need a snake (laughs) snake snake the pipe some liquid plumber (laughs) i need a i need an actual plumber i just need to have the pipes replaced it's a very expensive process Mm -hmm. um that's why i rent you know (laughs) so i don't have to deal with this shit let me me hear let me hear some no diggity no diggity. I got to bag it, bag it up. Ooh, nice. That was pretty good, though. You know what, though? To my credit, this is one of the first songs I was singing repeatedly that you actually recognized. 
Yeah, I mean, it's really... Which means I'm doing, I did a pretty good job. Most of the time I'm singing something and you're like, what is that? Well, I And will... it's a popular song. It's a few things. Um, the, the the lyrics to No Diggity are... <laughs> it's just No Diggity. They are, they're again. iconic. And you actually, to your credit, you actually know these lyrics. I do. Usually you're walking around go like singing in a weird who knows what key and then you're making up words and you are you change up the tempo and then you do that warbly like, like thing <laughs> <laughs> that's my approximation of somebody singing <laughs> yeah no it's true it's true those um, nasty but types. i think i don't know i'm looking at these lyrics and you know i think it, i don't know and i i don't want to, i don't want to be rude to whoever this song is actually about but mm-hmm. i think it might be about a prostitute. Why? Um, because um, she get down all over town. She don't play around. She covers much ground. She's got game by the pound. Mm. You know, she... is, is how you pay for. Um, yeah, for... It's, it's like by half... the, you pay by the pound. That's how it works. That's how. Yes, that's how you pay for sex nowadays. <laughs> how many pounds of sex do you want? That's so gross. <laughs> how much of this will you be using today? <laughs> but getting paid is her forte each and every day true player way mm. you know um, east side to the west side pushing fat rides she's got tricks in the stash she has a stash of tricks mm. stacking up the cash she could also be a magician like <laughs> she could, you know she gets paid she does a lot That's of corporate right. gigs <laughs> she'll, she'll be at the Viacom she will also <laughs> I will. Um, I'll t- tell all my HR jokes, and then I will introduce um, our special guest, No Diggity, and she will. Yo Kappa, with yeah. special guest Yo Kappa. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't think. I don't know what this is about. It's just about a girl. Um. That mm. is hot. I like at the end. Oh, listen. This is funny. Yeah, but see, like this is like catching feelings is a no. Yeah, but catching I... feelings is a no. <laughs> Let me tell wait, you Patrick, how no. it goes. That is a no. <laughs> curves the word, spins the verb. Love of the curb, so freak what you heard. <laughs> Baby, please don't. I, was, I, I, I imagine that going much better in I my head. Was just, I did. I, you committed. I was going to say, at the end of this song, they have their own version of corporate shout-outs. They're like, Maggie in full effect. Lisa in full effect. Tamika in full effect. Blaze in full effect. Maybe I should do that. Yeah, they'll get that. <laughs> At the Viacom corporate event, yeah, they'll totally understand. <laughs> they'll get the reference. I won't get the reference because apparently I've been listening to the wrong version of the song. I, I've i never heard of Yo Kappa. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Um, so I, we didn't really, usually when we have couch chats, we have like one specific thing that we talk about. Um, and we did have some, uh, spirited conversations about all of the just like terrible news coming out of Hollywood with just every freaking dude not being able to keep it in his pants. No pun intended. Shout outs to Louis C.K. Because he doesn't, he literally takes it out of oh, his Oh, right, pants. okay. I was like, yeah, okay. I was, where's the pun here? Well, usually keep it in your pants means like you have a lot of sex. Yeah, it means like keep your dick in your pants. 
Right, but I'm saying so because usually, like, usually the because the joke is already like dick out of pants. Right, but once the dick is out of the pants, it goes into someone else <laughs> okay, for the purpose okay. Like, okay. of coitus. <laughs> but now this is now I'm uh, saying that like very he, educational. Thank I'm you. saying he doesn't keep it in his pants because he wants to like jerk off. You right. know what I mean? The, He's I not actually having sex. It's a different kind. Right. Of, can't Dip- keep it in yeah. his pants. Yeah, exactly. He's just yeah jerking off in front of. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm very I feel better in the sense that like I've calmed down because I was really mad the other night when I was talking about it. Yeah, you were. Well, you were on Love It or Leave It too, and yeah. I I watched I watched the clip because oh, yeah. I couldn't make it, but um. Yeah, it was it was a great clip too. I mean, you yeah. said you were spot on. Yeah, I mean, not it's that wh- there's a whole lot. Of, there's not a whole wide variety of things that you should be saying. I mean, about. unfortunately, I mean, I th- I was telling you about this. I tweeted about it. Um, you know, if you are not caught up, Louis C.K. did admit to asking to masturbate in front of women and then just doing it. You know, it's kind of like a can I touch your hair situation and then you just touch it anyway. Um, he asked and then he would do it. <laughs> and then uh, he's lost a number of projects have been canceled. His movie was supposed to be coming out. It's not coming out now. The dude was basically shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. We are in like a time where it seems like a lot of people are facing repercussions. It's very selective, though. Right, because like Woody Allen is still a celebrated filmmaker, and so is Roman Polanski, and that yeah. dude like legit raped children. Yeah. Oh no, but but see, I think the difference is there. Um, it, it's it's already been digested. Their offenses. No, but that's what I mean. Is like we these are the it the, their offenses got a little bit of a little bit of news, and then nothing happened. Like they didn't face any real consequences at yeah, all. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's been well known but that what does... they've done yeah. for some time. And so and so what I'm saying is there's no outrage because it's not fresh news. So there's no focal point at which everyone but goes, why? holy shit. But why is that? Comes forward. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm there there are a few possible reasons in my as far as I can guess, but uh I, I think it includes Woody Allen has been um, understood to be Woody Allen in all of the worst ways for a very long time. Yeah, but that's and what like, I mean. Like dating back to like his first movie was about like a teenage girl, him dating a teenage girl, and him being like in his fifties—not his first movie, but like one of Manhattan, which is like a, a one of his well-known films. I think it was his first one. I'm not sure, but oddly enough, Louis C.K.'s new movie was like an ode to Manhattan, which is why it was about his 17-year-old daughter dating. 68 year old john malkovich which is just like so gross but i don't get is he really 68 you know what i'm gonna look it up right now because that doesn't seem plausible yeah it just doesn't seem possible i mean i haven't seen the guy in a while but i mean he's not a young man i know he's not young but almost 70 john malkovich is 63 but okay. like, all right, I, that but, I can believe. But like, baby, look at him. The, who in no. <laughs> like, he has always looked pretty old, and that's not a diss. He looks. I'm just saying, like, he he's, looks like the he looks like the like the hunchback you encounter in the dungeon. Uh, yeah, you know you what? Know, I know. Pale, and he's got some like liver spots now. 
I know, love John Malkovich. I, John I, Malkovich, please don't, please don't. Well, have you know a what, John Malkovich, you're not, you're not doing, you're not on. You harassed them. You're not on my good kids list. I don't, I don't know. Why I'm calling you a kid because you're a man, but <laughs> an old man, which we just covered. An, you are an elderly person, and you're not on the good list right now because you chose to be in Louis C.K.'s movie where he plays a man who has, you know, a sexual relationship with a 17 year old kid and his character in the movie has been known to sleep with young girls which again is creepy and gross and right you know well i mean it, it all and looks predatory especially yes. in hollywood where again we're having all these conversations about men have been doing these like suspect as fuck either just like sexual harassing or again taking advantage of younger starlets who are trying to come up in the industry to then be in a movie like this kind of perpetuates or makes light of the fact that this is a problem. Possibly, so, I don't know anything about the movie, so maybe I, you know it does, babe. The movie, the, the mo movie, the movie is gross. Have you seen it? I, no, the movie has been canceled. It's not coming out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is I don't know if the movie is really. I'll we tell you what the movie awful because no, no, Louis no, no, CK I, is I, in I, it, no, right? no, 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 no. The movie is called I Love You, Daddy, and it's about Louis C.K.'s 17-year-old daughter who is, like, in her fucking bikini all day long because, like, you know, when you're 17 and hot, you just lounge around your 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 grown parents' house in a bikini, right? Just, like, she is very much sexualized in the film, even though right. she's his daughter. Like, and she's like, Daddy, Daddy, can we do this? Can I borrow your boat, Daddy? It's just, like, kind of gross, right? No, that's pretty gross. And the movie is about him as a – he's a TV um, writer, and his daughter comes to live with him, and she starts dating John Malkovich, who is, like, Louis C.K.'s idol. And it's well known that he sleeps with younger women, and it's kind of like a predatory thing. And Louis C.K. has never had a problem with it until it becomes his daughter. And then the movie is about, like – you know, is it okay? I mean, it it's basically like rich people problems because it's a bunch of like rich people being like, but I want to make my movie, but I can't call him out for sleeping with my daughter because if I do, then I can't make this. Like, again, really fucked mm. up in the parallels of how it's about men taking advantage of women and how if you object to that, it could potentially hurt your career. Yeah, no, that's fucked up that that's actually uh, a central theme and then in there's the like, movie is, oh, there are consequences for, for looking after your family members. And not just your family members, but also it only it's only a question – when it is your when family it is your member, family. it's not. It wasn't a question before, and like I mean, I can give a, a small amount of understanding to like the notion that when it hits close to home, you can begin to understand why this is a significant issue. It doesn't sound like it was handled that well here. No, well, I mean, I read a New York after I read the New York Times expose, I read a, another New York Times article that was saying the movie should have been canceled before all of this stuff happened. And when they first started doing, when they first did screenings for the film, they got a lot of criticism because there's another character in the film. And again, Louis C.K. wrote this movie and financed it himself because no one would make it. And then he sold it. So hmm. Louis C.K. has his little dirty, grubby fingerprints right. all over this movie. His little, his little, it's his little fantasy. Yes, it really is. Yeah. So there's a guy in the film who's like an agent or something, and he masturbates 
while he's on the phone with clients, which is something that Louis C.K. has admitted to doing. So, like, there's a lot of gross shit in this movie. And so I say all that to say. And pulled and pulled right from his real life. Right. Pulled right from his real life. And before all this happened, literally two weeks ago, when they were starting to do the press run, these masturbation rumors have been circulating around CK for a really long time. And then all the Harvey Weinstein stuff happened. And then they started doing press for this movie. And so people were asking him about it. They were saying, do you feel like this movie is appropriate given what's happened with Harvey Weinstein and given that you have been subject to allegations of inappropriate sexual behavior? Mm -hmm. And Louis CK was like, this movie is about people that are wealthy and do whatever they want. And sometimes you make movies that are about people that do bad things. I'm not going to address rumors because they're rumors. And as soon as you address them, you give them credence and I'm not going to do that. That was two weeks ago. Right. So like John Malkovich. And then just a few days ago, he came out to say it's all true. It's all true. And, you know. I'm almost sorry. I'm not even. He's not sorry. But that's the thing. He's not sorry. He's sorry he got caught. He's he sorry denied it up reaper- and down. Like, exactly. Which- which is which is something that you expect most people who do something wrong to do, um, and and yeah, and so he's trying to get ahead of it, and his PR team or manager or whatever has instructed him to finally just give in because fighting it is only going to make it worse for him. Right. Um, so he gave something like some shitty half apology, and and well, and is hoping to recover from this and keep his career moving. Well, and the thing is, is like what the the sad thing is, is. There's nothing that makes me believe that he won't be able to do that. And in many ways, I feel like his statement was like self-deprecating in a very like classic Louis C.K. style. Because like, again, I was not like a super fan of his, but there was a minute where we were watching Louis for a little bit. Yeah, and it like, honestly wasn't all in all wasn't good enough to keep me watching. Yeah, I mean, it's very None much. None of his shows were. He's very much. Uh, but his stand-up self, was hilarious. We really liked his stand-up. A super funny guy, very much like self-loathing, very um, presented himself as this aware, woke white guy. And I use that because he often talked about race and and how he understood. Like, he had this whole N-word bit that really, like, bothered me because it just, like, felt like an excuse for him to say the n-word uncensored over and over again oh really yeah i think i saw that but like i don't know he's one of these white comics that's like really good friends with chris rock so i feel like he's like i'm friends with chris rock right (laughs) Like (laughs) he wrote on the chris rock show but like he had uh, he had material that was about race that was smart and nuanced in the sense that it was acknowledging his privilege and that like our country is really fucked up. Right. And he had a yeah, lot of. I do remember seeing some of he that. He had he had this really great bit about how like men are worried about going on dates and girls being ugly and like women are worried about getting killed and he's like you know the biggest threat to women on earth is men you know the biggest threat to men is heart disease and he like had this whole run where like. All he has to his, his heart is just like, dude, I can't fucking do this anymore. Meanwhile, like women are have to worry about like men, really smart stuff that again, right. women have been saying forever. But right. it does. But at the end of the day, he was talking about himself, right? So he wasn't he wasn't just commenting on. The, and maybe that's why it was so profound and like, wow, on he the gets fact it. That, right, right, yeah. You think he gets it, but he doesn't get it. He causes it. Yeah, 
yeah, he didn't get it. He gave it. He gave it to women without their permission. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's disgusting. And, yeah, that and, I mean, it really does color all of those comments in a very different way, which well, makes you wonder, what I, about the woke shit he said about racism? He's probably wearing the fucking white hood at night, too. <laughs> yeah, no, Sorry, I, mean, I, I, I don't have any reason to believe that. But, I don't um, know. Right. No, you're right. But it is it is one of those things where, like, it does feel like, well, today I watched a clip of him on his show talking about masturbation. Because he loves to talk – he and that's the thing is, like, now you're looking back and realizing, like, oh, my God, he was making jokes about, you know, the shame he feels masturbating all the time because he's a loser and he's fat and he hates his body and he's gross. And then you realize, like, oh, my God. It's all true. It's all true. But, but you know, like you were saying – he and a lot of other people now are trying to like get out ahead of this stuff. Like, did you see that Alec Baldwin released a statement? Not saying that he had had sexually abused anyone, right? But he was like, "I've been mean to women, right? I've talked down to women, right? I, I, um, have just I've been a mean guy." And yeah. he was like, "Sir, yeah, no, he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't just been me. I can only guess that that and and well, again, baby, I'm did speculating, you hear the... but I'm guessing that that's just a way to get ahead of." The uh, a slew of people that will eventually come out and say he harassed me, he abused me. Well, babe, there's a tape of him calling his daughter a fat little piggy. <laughs> I know, I know, I heard that. Literally, we all I heard, heard you call your child a fat little piggy. I I heard that, and while I agree that that's really fucked up, it's it's not the same as chronic harassment. No, no, or no, molestation. It's, it's right. No, it's it, it's it's different in the sense that it's not like sexually a, a you know abusive. Yes, but it is one your child, and you're calling your child a fat little piggy like that is demeaning in a way that's like very a, very much like a gendered way to demean someone right and again but also attacking yeah and, and it's and own attacking fucking child somebody's, somebody's body is like it's not like calling your child a bunch of uh, generic names yeah. or even saying that they're like being you're an ungr- selfish you're an or ungrateful, ungrateful or... or something like that right. yeah attacking somebody's body is just is just senseless and and cruel but um, but yeah, it's very different from from what I expect is an understanding of his that there are a lot of women out there who could potentially come out and say uh, and say that he either assaulted them or harassed them or did something otherwise inappropriate and right. gendered. Exactly. And <clears throat> another one was um, Ben Affleck was like, you know, I want to be part of the solution and I'm going to donate all the proceeds from my Miramax films. Uh, to to organizations to help women. And, you know, Ben Affleck, fuck you. There's a video of him grabbing a woman when she he was at TRL as a guest, and he, like, grabbed her ass on camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me about that. I didn't know that existed, or and I never saw it, but... Um, yeah, no, the, it, it's... But re- I have to say, like, it's fucking Ben Affleck, and I just... Um, and I, his since, brother's a rapist, since so... He fucking, <laughs> since he came on the scene, I just assumed he's the type to do shit like that. He's just, he just, I just hate him in every, did, every possible way, did, and always have. Yeah, no, he he's gross, and, and again, it is one of those things where... Yeah, it's interesting. It's there like are... a type. He's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend some money to help women, and that will absolve me of, of my all... crimes right. against women. Because there have been there have been a number of women who've now come forward to say, like, he grabbed my breasts at an event. He, you know, it's it's really gross. And getting ahead of the issue 
does not fix it. No, getting ahead of the issue is a is a PR move. Right. That's all it is. It's there, like Alec Baldwin's effort is just saying, like he's he and Kevin Spacey's like non apology with like P.S. I'm gay. It's like a let's just change the conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kevin Spacey, that that really kind of shocked me. It kind of came out of left field. Yeah, I mean, all, I had all heard the allegations against him. I, I mean, had I had heard that he liked younger men, but like keyword men. Like I had heard that he was right. one of those right, not older dudes who wanted to hook up with a. Do, do you know what a young gay man is called? Um, a twink. Look at you. Oh, man. You know, I'm I'm plugged in. You know, I'm. Where did you hear I'm, that? I'm a, everybody knows what a twink is. That's not true, babe. Yeah, you almost thought that this song was some, by someone named Young Kappa or Yo Kappa. Yo Kappa. I mean, you don't know stuff. <laughs> stop. You don't. I don't. I. You're right. I don't. I thought um, that Kevin Spacey was just a guy who liked twinks, which is like, that's your business. You right. know what I mean? Like, if they're of age, do you, boo? Yeah, that no, the Kevin Spacey thing really kind of came out of left field for me. Uh, but, you know, not that I know anything about Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So, I mean, what do that. you know? What do you know of him besides House of Cards? Can you name anything else Kevin Spacey's been in? Yeah, man. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> My nuts. <laughs> you don't know? Come on. There's a one really big one that you should know. Oscar uh, Oscar nominated. I think he might have even won. He's Oscar. won a few Oscars. I know, but I'm the movie I'm thinking of, look at you pulling out your little phone. I will, I will look this up and I American will edit this. American Beauty? Come on. To make it. Right. I, for, I just forgot. You, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying like you didn't. You didn't. Uh... I'm sure there's a million other movies I know that he's been in. Whatever. The point is it came out of left field. I was really surprised that he was part of this. But I think the I think I think the pattern can probably be described something as, um, you know, a and and excluding the advances on people who are underage because that's a whole, that's a whole different, different category. Thing. You are a pedophile. I think the theme is is that you have these people who are who have some sort of sexual motivation, like a lot of people do, right? They're, yeah, but I think it's also largely power. They're sexual creatures, but that coupled with a power and a lifestyle that encourages them to do whatever they want and and tells them that they can get away with this and no stuff. one says no to them for anything and no one says no and so and so it's it becomes this just easy abuse of power if mm -hmm. that makes sense and it's and so you know like like you know most of us have some sort of sexuality or are sexual beings in some way um, but if you if you take that and so you have these sexual desires and you match it with um, with an uh, almost absolute power or a feeling of absolute power, mm -hmm. you're going to have people crossing that line. Um, and, and I think that's what we're seeing here because I can only imagine that Louis C.K. would not have masturbated um, in front of these women without their consent if he believed that he would actually suffer repercussions. Oh, yeah. No, these are people who knew that they could get away with it. And I think the thing to impart upon people because often when we talk about this stuff people are like oh i just don't understand why they would do this you know you try to rationalize all this stuff and it's it really is a mixture of the power thing but i think also a lot of these i think most of them 99.9.9 percent .9 .9 of them get off on the danger of doing something they know that they shouldn't do and the, the power that comes out of 
making women feel uncomfortable the same way that like a flasher on the train while he has no power over me because he's not my boss I don't work for him and yes I have been flashed on the train more than once I think the first year I moved to New York where we moved to New York it happened to me on the J train I was on my way to work and I literally was working at movement I got off the train and I just went home I was like sorry not coming to work (laughs) oh my god like and it was a, a fear, right? They're just like, oh, my God, like this is really scary. I don't know what to do. And these guys get off on that because Louis C.K., Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, even when it was guys who, or, who were of age, you know, because some of them were of age, but they were just younger than him. Right. Um, these are men who, regardless of if you think they're attractive or not, there are people out there who would willingly – Sleep with them. There are women who would totally – if Lee, Louis C.K. got on stage and said, hey, I'm no, that's really a, into jerking that's a really off good point. in front of women. That's, that's my really good fetish. He could find an endless number there would of women be that would let him jerk off in front of them. Women wrapped around the block who would be like, yeah, I will t- – what just for probably the fucking story. You know what I mean? Put it yeah. in your Tinder profile. Put it on Craigslist. Like – Call a high-end escort, and you could pretend that she's scared and doesn't want to see your dick. You know what I mean? Like, there is no reason that you I, couldn't I, have I done it. I think with Louis C.K., you're probably right, because there is there is an entrapment element to it. Like, You know what I mean? Yeah, he, like, blocked women's way out of the, right, the room and shit. Right. I feel like in the entertainment industry, people are very lax because they're like, this isn't a corporate environment. We're all artists. You know, you might be on set and people are drinking, people are smoking weed, you know, especially. And it's very hierarchical too. So there's a, there's a massive power structure in place, not just in terms of, in terms of um, sexuality, but in, in the sense of like, if you're the boss, yeah, and people you, bow to you. Right. And you and, got, because everybody wants to they, be the, everybody wants to move up. Yeah. And they feel like they need to do whatever it takes to move up. And it's become the culture, or it seems to be the culture that when you are at the top, you just abuse everyone beneath you. Right. I mean, I saw the people on your set, Fran, and they were wonderful people, but they were treating you in a way. That, that made me think that they've been treated like shit. That made it clear that they had been just browbeaten by other talent. Uh, that they've worked for in the past. Yeah, no, I get that. I guess they looked like they were gonna like like you know if they if they delivered bad news they would flinch like you were gonna hit them. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's not saying anything bad about them. And and you were extremely easy to work with. And I know they were all very happy to have worked with you. Um, but but, but it's clearly clear clearly it's not the norm that they were prepared for something. I awful. I get that. I get that. I guess I just am saying that like if you think for any moment in time that it's not strange or inappropriate to grab someone or 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 even just like make sexual comments to someone in the workplace it's just never acceptable i was just reading an article that was saying that a lot of companies are worried about holiday parties this year because of all of the sexual harassment things but they're like worried about having parties where people are drinking and stuff because it's like someone might get harassed on their watch one somebody might get harassed but there then there are also people there are the guys who are like oh, i don't want to do anything because someone might think i'm harassing them like a like a way to turn it around and be like oh man you guys are ruining our fun now i can't just you know <laughs> tell any dick jokes by the eggnog because like people might think i'm harassing them right right um, 
I yeah, I I don't know about that because it's it's a fine line oftentimes between sexual harassment and like off-color humor for instance. And right. I, and don't take that the wrong way because I'm I'm thinking that you know, very mild things can be perceived as sexual harassment, things that aren't targeted at or directed at a particular person or a particular I think just like jokes about or... sex in general should probably just not happen at work. <laughs> like I think that's safe. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, and yet, sex and, and sexuality you... is such a big part of, of of so many people's lives. Especially if you work in entertainment and you're like writing jokes about sex or sexuality. And, yeah, and then there's and then there are even more complicated circumstances. But people are, I mean, many people are very sexual beings. They do a lot of what they do specifically because of a something like a sex drive right and and it's not just to get laid it's not that simple i mean it's complicated but it becomes a major part of of the individual and what it means to be that individual and their personality and so it's really hard to expect them to act naturally and also not well i think that that goes not have like an interjection or an acknowledgement of that sexuality in casual conversation well, does that I, make sense yeah well i think what I was it's gonna... another thing to make like really gross dick jokes yeah no absolutely but... what i was gonna say to that was that i think that that's a bigger symptom of the fact that like we live in a very puritanical society that makes people have really warped views about sex and sexuality and you know not to absolve louis ck of any of his behavior but like even the fact that like masturbation is so stigmatized and seen as right. so dirty and like something that like people don't talk about is not that people should be talking about it, but I'm saying that like maybe if our attitudes around sex and like self pleasure were not so, uh, so rigid and and again, sexuality also the fact that people feel like they can't come out because they're going to be judged because of what their sexuality is or people that have uh, kinks or maybe have like unconventional um, sexual desires ones that are legal with consenting adults, of course. But I'm just saying, like, the stigma around those things can really fuck somebody up and make them where, yeah, they can't be in a normal setting and and just, like, not be weird or make other people uncomfortable because, like, they've been told throughout their life, throughout, like, media and social norms that, like, the very natural feelings that they have are weird and they shouldn't talk about them or they shouldn't indulge them. Right, and just that natural or or inherent rigidity around sexuality can can even um, help inform or create Oh yeah, those sexual quote that's how it is. That's how Exactly, that's how we are about bodies. I mean, not to say other countries are perfect, but, you know, you go abroad and you see women – um, sunbathing topless and it's like really not oh, yeah. a, it's really no it's not nothing a to see deal. somebody change i mean i mean grown men just change on the beach all of this stuff is connected it's not, it doesn't just happen in a bubble right of course of course and i completely agree and i think what we've primarily focused in on is both the both the uh unequal power dynamic between the genders uh and this um puritanical approach to sex and sexuality. And, it, and those that... two things together do, they do. They create a system where, um, where, you know, harassment and assault becomes, becomes norm. A, well, uh, becomes normalized. Absolutely. Culture. I mean, yeah. Did you, you, you just make it a corner? 
Um, sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't. <laughs> Did you just make rape? Do we have a rape culture corner now? Yeah, I guess we do. This, <laughs> oh my god, that's the corner of the couch that we are on today. Oh. Yeah, that I didn't. I didn't mean to make it into a corner. This is not going to be a recurring segment, <laughs> even though it could be. I mean, with the way the uh, yeah, news is happening, enough. the way the next news week, is next week when we talk about John Malkovich. Oh no! Don't put that in the universe. No, I, mean, I hope not. Whatever. Hope He's not. already on my shit list. But I, I guess I was also going to say like consent is another reason because it's been really interesting reading articles about sexual assault and seeing in the comments which usually you're not supposed to read them but you know i like to live on the edge and torture myself a little bit so sometimes i venture into the (laughs) comments but i've seen comments from men who have said things like oh shit maybe i have raped somebody because we were in the middle having sex and then she said she wanted to stop or i took the condom off before we had sex she didn't know about it like Things right. that like are in that gray area apparently for people where it has one again our media is really warped the way people think about sex because you grow up watching porn and in porn oftentimes the girls are saying no the whole time or or they're shoving a dick down some girl's throat and she's oh crying. there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of violent porn out right there. It's, so that's a, like a, a whole. That's a whole like category, right? It's not thing, but it's not. Even, but thing, that's the apparently. thing, though. It's it's not even just a category in the sense that like a lot of porn has themes of girls being like no, 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 and then like yes, 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 or girls that like are they're not moaning, they're like crying, like just weird shit like that that like young boys are growing up watching, and that's like their first exposure to sex. So then they like yep. go to have sex. And they don't know how to read like body language and like and and just like all of the signs that come with like the intimacy of sex. Right. They don't They don't know what to expect from that whole event. And then they just right, and then they act like fucking porn stars and and male porn stars are not trying to like pleasure the woman they're having sex with. They're just like They're just trying to stay out of the way of the cameras. Right. <laughs> I, I I get the feeling that's like seventy percent of like of being just a porn star is just trying to stay out of there. Just don't block the camera. <laughs> like seriously. I mean, it, they're they're like pounding. It's just like not. It's it's not about. It's just terrible. And so like that is to say that like the problem that we are seeing played out in Hollywood is symptomatic of a rape culture that like normalizes this type of shit, and so much has to change in order to fix it. And for me, like holding Louis C.K.'s hand and like thanking him for his apology and like, you know, ushering him back. We need to get past the the phase where we reward people for admitting that they're shit stains, admitting that they've done something wrong, especially where it's so deliberate, so calculated, so conscious uh, and so aggressive. Um, that's not, you don't get cookies for that, especially because it only happens after people get caught. And like I said before, like, I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, there's no criminal or very few criminals actually come forward and say, yo, I did something wrong. And just on the strength of my morals alone, I'm coming forward to say I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like nobody robs a bank and then goes like, I'm going to turn myself in. It's not until they're backed into a corner. I mean, you know, not that it's never happened, 
Um, but but it's rare. It's rare because when you do they have something nothing wrong, to, they have nothing to gain from it. Exactly, and you have and you have and now you're facing significant consequences like screwing up your entire career, spending ten years in prison. I yeah. mean, these sorts you're of like, things. Let me let me try to mitigate the consequences and just come clean and hope that it helps me. Right. Yeah. No. The I mean, they're they're forced apologies, which means they're fake apologies. Right. And and it's time to get past this and actually cause these people enough harm because what happens is if Louis CK goes down like all the way down and doesn't come back yeah then 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 the people who are assaulted by other people understand that, that they can come forward and maybe that'll happen to their assailants too exactly that they have power to to influence uh their their attackers lives in a real meaningful sense and uh and the attackers know that too and maybe yeah the people that they've offended or assaulted or harass have some power have power and can ruin them for their actions as they deserve and that's the difference like that will make that's the only thing that will change the dynamic in that industry or any other industry where this this happens in our culture in general so the in closing watch your fucking ass at the christmas party because <laughs> we have eyes on you yeah and if you say or do anything inappropriate keep the dick jokes in your pants we are gonna come for you and there will be hell to motherfucking pay and no one's gonna shed one tear over you because you made the choice to put your hands on somebody fucking bob in accounting bob <laughs> Martha, Martha in HR. You know what I'm saying. We're watching you. You pick. We know you like to get a little, a little tipsy. <laughs> exactly. And a little handsy. And don't do that. It's not <laughs> fucking okay. You're gonna get a pink slip. <laughs> oh, and I just thought of a really nasty joke. Don't I, make it. I know. Don't I make know. it. I don't care that you're my husband. I will, <laughs> I will call you out. <laughs> If you, I will burn you if down. You step out of line. Listen, this has been a really fun couch chat. There's a car that is picking me up to take me to the airport, because um, you know, Mama's got to pay some bills. <laughs> one of us has to. Uh, one, one, of us, of us. one of us has to make some money. <laughs> Thanks, Fran. I mean, did I lie though? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you just whimpered. <laughs> Oh, this was great. We had uh, minimal laughs, but we had lots of mic drops, and um, I'm I feel good about that. Oh my god, you were like I feel like I feel like you're on stage at the Viacom conference right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I gotta get ready. Um, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick, and this was last name basis from our couch. Just a quick reminder, our last name basis live show at Brick Studios in Brooklyn is this Tuesday, November 21st. We just added 200 more seats to this event, so you can still make it. RSVP through our link on our site at lastnamebasis.com or search us on Eventbrite. If you can't make it to our live show at Brick Studios on November 21st, you can see us at PodCon in Seattle, Washington, December 9th and 10th. You can go to podcon.com for tickets and a list of all the featured guests, podcasts, signings, and schedules for the entire two-day event. Come hang out with us. We'll see you on Tuesday for the Brick Live show, and hopefully we'll see you at PodCon on December 9th and 10th.